Shalom, everybody. Welcome to Setting the Table. Uh, thank you to everybody who has listened and subscribed. We've gotten some great feedback. And uh, keep keep sending it, keep listening, keep sharing it. Um, we're going to jump into, uh, like we do every week, a Shiloh, and then a Vart, and then a story. Um, so the Shiloh is as follows. The Shiloh that Ramosha discusses, uh, there was a man and... His wife was an Avel, and she's not supposed to go to any any parties, any great dinners um, during her 12 months of mourning. And the husband really wanted her to come. It was a very important meeting, and he felt uh, funny or awkward to be on his own. And he said, you know, it really was an important thing that uh, that she should come, even though she was an Avel. So... Um, and, and it kind of sounds like this woman who asked, she really felt like it was a shalom bias issue. It was going <clears> to <throat> really impact their, uh, you know, peace in the home. So uh, what do you think? Is she allowed to go with her husband to this dinner? Does she have to say, uh, I'm sorry, I don't break halachas for you. And, uh, you know, if you told me not to, uh, you know, not to keep Shabbos, I wouldn't listen to that. If you told me, uh, you know, not to do any specific mitzvah, uh, I really can't, uh, you know, can't oblige. So Ramoshe uh, has a fascinating discussion, and he actually thinks that it is mutter. We'll go through some of the steps. Um, the first thing he says is that the idea of mourning 12 months for a parent is not from the Dine Avelis. Um, as we know, somebody mourning for any other relative does not mourn for more than a month. Generally, the mourning is for only one month. So he says, maybe you'll say that it's, well, because they're so close, the Avelis is greater. He says, if that was the case, then the same way that a child has to mourn 12 months for a parent, if you tell me that's a close relationship, then, you know, God forbid, if a parent loses a child, they should also uh, mourn for 12 months. And we know that not to be the case. So he says, it can't be that it has to do with just Avelis. And uh, he says, I think what, what is kind of a famous idea, that the reason behind mourning 12 months for a parent is is because of honoring the parent and therefore it's only from the child to the parent and not from the parent to the child. Um, based on this, he says, the famous Gemara in Kedushin, the Gemara says that a woman... Uh, when she gets married, she, to some extent, to some extent, and uh, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins this way, uh, she no longer honors her parents in the same way because she now has a shibud. She now has, uh, she, she kind of is kind of more beholden to her husband than to her parents. Uh, it's actually Pasuk, Alkein Yazovish, uh, right? That, that basically person leaves his parents and him, her, and kind of goes to, uh, to, to live with their spouse. And so when it comes to the, the parent's honor or the husband's honor, she has to kind of give the husband's honor more than the parent. And he says that if, even when the parents are alive, uh, the honor of the husband comes before the honor of the, uh, the parents, certainly bemosum in their death, where they're no longer... Uh, kind of aware in this world of whether or not they're being respected. Maybe in the next world they are. Um, 
it's certainly not any more chamer than it was in life. And he says, based on that, um, she would be allowed to go to the, uh, to the dinner. He, he even throws in a line over there. He says that the husband is not even wrong for asking. Um, he basically, in, in other areas as well, he's allowed to, to kind of want his honor to be first. Um, like, like it's Paskin, that, that kind of the shibudim that matter to him are, are you know, take precedence. And it's, it's okay for him to ask for such a thing. Uh, in the end, he says, really, it seems like it should be mutter even without a shalom bias issue. And, um, you know, but he says he, he hasn't seen others to talk about it. And therefore, he doesn't know if you would be mekel in general, but certainly over here where there's a, where there's a shalom bias issue and... Uh, you know, he brings the famous Gemara that we, we, for the Sota, that we erase the name of Hashem, even for a, a suffix, Shalom Bayis. So certainly, in such a case, he would be, uh, he would be Mekel. I'll just kind of add one quick thing, is that what it sounds like is that the very first month in the Betoch Shloshim, in the first 30 days, um, where that's clearly a din of Avelis, um, if there would be an important dinner, it does not sound like there would be room to be Mekel over there, since uh, that is from Dine Avelis, and has nothing to do with the kavod of the parents, it's your chiv of Avelis for the parents, and to do it for the sake of the husband, to, to kind of show up in those first 30 days, he doesn't say it, but it's almost mefurish, that it would not be allowed. So, very, very interesting. Uh, again, the question was, can she go to a dinner that her husband wants? And the answer really should turn out... Um, it depends if it's in the first 30 days or the remaining 11 months. So that is uh, what comes out of here. Fascinating. Okay, let's turn to a vart. And fantastic idea over here that um, Hashem, in this week's Parsha, Yaakov finds out that Yosef is still alive. He's so excited. He's going down. But he's also a little bit, um, it sounds like he needs some encouragement. It says that Hashem himself tells Yaakov, go down to Mitzrayim, okay? Uh, I will go with you. And then he says these very cryptic words. He says, V'yosef yoshis yado alenecha. And Yosef will place his hands on your eyes. What in the world is that? And how is that? What does it mean? And how is it comforting to, uh, to Yaakov to hear? So, actually, the Ibn Ezra and some other, uh, some other of the Mepharshim explain that uh, Yaakov was concerned, you know, what's going to be with me like after I die? And he says, don't worry, Yosef will be around and I could guarantee you that Yosef will be the one who puts his hands on your eyes and closes your eyes after you die. Um, and meaning he'll, he'll take care of your burial, he'll take care of kind of all that stuff. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, that, that, that's kind of what they say. But I saw in the Ksav Kabbalah, who says something so unbelievable, so outstanding. I think it's, uh, it's unbelievable vart. He says that, you know, Yaakov is really excited about all this amazing news, but he also, he's aware of what Mitzrayim is going to bring. He knows that, I'm going to go see Yosef, but he also knows Mitzrayim is going to be a place where Kal Yisrael go through so much tsar. They go through such a, such a tough time. And he's worried, like, what am I supposed to make of this time? On the one hand, it's, it, you know, I'm going to see Yosef. On the other hand, I, I know what, what the, uh, 
you know, what the Shebud Mitzrayim is going to look like. Yaakov is very aware. He has, he has Ruach HaKodesh. He knows how bad it's going to be. Um, and again, he sees Geula, but he also sees Golas. You know, truthfully, uh, we all, we all do that. We all kind of, we could sometimes see the, the Geula in front of us, but we also see the, you know, how long is this going to last for? And, and what's the next thing that's going to kind of bring us down? Um, and so what does Hashem say to him? Hashem says, don't worry. Yosef, Yashis Yadal Necha. I am promising you that you can have a, a moment with Yosef. You could have that time with Yosef and it will be unadulterated. You could find in yourself, and it's, it's, a, it's kind of a chilek of avodas Hashem, you could find yourself kind of completely focused on and paying attention to the good. And it's true with almost everything in life that anything, uh, every good, you, you could kind of say, yeah, well, how long is it going to last for? How long is this steak going to last for? How long is this uh, this summer? You know, sometimes my kids, uh, before the summer, the, they, they've said to me, yeah, we're so excited for the summer. And then they're kind of like, but uh, I, I already feel like we're going back to school. It's like, it's like you're always kind of thinking about what's going to be after that good time. And the idea that Hashem is saying is that it, it, it's part of our avodah to find a way that while things are good and there's a positive situation, to fully engage with it, to be fully focused on it, to be fully enjoying it, to fully appreciate it. And that's what he says, Yosef, Yosef, kind of your, your connection with Mitzrayim right now is, is, is allowed to be fully focused on Yosef. It's not irresponsible to say, oh, you know, how can I only fo- you know, focus on Yosef? I have to also think about all the bad things that are going to go on after that. It's not irresponsible. Uh, you know, you think about this, um, <clears throat> you know, when somebody gets married. And, you know, every marriage is, is obviously very, you know, at the chuppah, everybody's so happy. But, you know, we also know people go through tough times in a marriage. And it would be completely inappropriate, you know, for a person to be sitting at that chuppah and just kind of being like, yeah, well, I'm thinking, you know, how are they going to get the finances and how are they going to figure this out? And, and, and you know, childbirth is painful. It, it's totally not the time. There, there's supposed to be kind of an ability. There's a certain maturity that we develop that, you know, while you're enjoying the good, let it be, you know, let it just be amazing. And we learn this from... Uh, from Hashem telling Yaakov, Yosef, Yosef being there is the only thing that has to be in front of your eyes. And, you know, you're totally justified in just kind of spending time appreciating this moment. Um, and, and, and by the way, that's kind of what happens. It says, Vayichi Yaakov, and Chazal tell us that the best 17 years of his life were these 17 years. It, it, it was kind of qualitatively different than, than his whole the whole rest of his life, meaning once he heard that he was kind of allowed to just enjoy that moment and it's not irresponsible and he could appreciate it and enjoy it and be mindful of what's going on in front of him, those turned out to be the best 17 years of his life. Um, Let's move on to a quick story. I sometimes like to uh, tell some stories of, uh, there's a great book out there about the stories of Chelm. and we always try to find a lesson from those uh, from the stories. So the story goes that somebody came and uh, came to a restaurant, and he 
taste of the fish. And he said, uh, you know, he called over the, uh, the maitre d', and he says, you know, this fish is terrible. And the, uh, the maitre d' said, really? He says, yeah, he says, he says, weren't you here in the restaurant a few weeks ago? He says, yes, I was. He says, well, how was the fish then? He says, well, actually, that's why I came back. Uh, you know, two weeks ago when I came, the fish was absolutely delicious. And the maitre d' says, aha. He says, you're, you know, he says, I, I caught you. He says, this is the same fish, the exact same fish that you ate two weeks ago. This is what I just served you right now. How can you say it's stale? How can you say it's not fresh? How can you say it's bad? And obviously, uh, the the silliness of this uh, maitre d' is that that same fish two weeks ago was delicious, but two weeks later is absolutely disgusting. And uh, I think the lesson that I take out of that is that you know, we often, it's uh, maybe we could talk about in terms of parenting and chinuch, but many other areas, is we often kind of come up with an approach. We come up with a mahalach, and there's something that works. And we're so excited, wow, this works. And in our minds, it's kind of like, well, if it works now, this kind of relationship, this kind of interaction with our kids, it's going to work forever. And we become very frustrated when uh, a little bit t- of time later, um, our kids want something different. Our kids are basically without telling us this, they're basically saying, well, this is, you, this is not the relationship I want. This is boring. This is different. Not exactly uh, what I was expecting. And we become like that maitre d' in Helm, kind of saying, like, what do you mean? This, this is something you were happy with before, once, before. And uh, by definition, the, I think the, the difficulty in, in kind of raising children is that as we kind of figure out how to deal with them, uh, usually that's the moment where now they've moved on to the next stage um, and they're they're kind of wanting something different. And so, you know, something to, for us to keep in mind is, you know, not to be like that maitre d', is that, um, you know, that which was fresh two weeks ago, uh, today might feel, uh, might feel stale and not fresh and kind of requires the constant kind of checking in to see, you know, what is it that my kids, my spouse, uh, my friendships kind of need uh, today. So I uh, want to wish everybody a wonderful Shabbos and uh, be in touch.